is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. If you a dog, you gonna be a dog. Latest quote from the Terminator, Micah Parsons, this week. If you a dog, you gonna be a dog. Did he sound like that? No, okay, that's that's my okay, literal I'm, I'm, translation sure. of the quote, <laughs> and uh, it's perfect to start Media Mash on this Thursday. My name is Steve Dennis. Uh, I'm not a dog anymore. I don't know if I ever was one, but Never. don't feel like one now. Bark. But I've got three dogs in the room. You bark all the time and you scratch yourself, so I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. You forgot slobber. Oh, I do slobber. Cool. Uh, well, that's what we're well, going to do. On this mic. We've got three dogs in here, and if you a dog, you're going to be a dog. So today they're going to be a dog. Clarence E. Hill uh-huh. Jr. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, he's got the bark. I'm a Q guy. dog, though. It's yeah, different. Got that purple on. and what's more, Nick, all, all the years, what's more obnoxious to you? Okay. Me and my Ohio State nonsense or him and his Q-Dog nonsense? It's not. First of all, there's no nonsense about Q-Dog. Well, We're there's no nonsense that. about my buck I you, love either. You That's said it. that. Let I, him I, answer the damn you question. You said it. Hold on. After you introduce Jory you and everyone, it. I got a story okay. that, that, that actually ties both of those things together. You said it. You it's 20 your, years old. It's hey, a 20 you tell your buck guy stuff nonsense. Don't introduce Jory. Ain't no so cute dog nonsense. I might forget it. I'm hey, old. dog number one. Ain't no, pipe ain't it no down. nonsense. Pipe it down. Okay, Let's go to dog to... number two. Nick Eatman, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> all media. <laughs> all media, dog. Dallas Cowboys media. He writes on .com. He does everything. You're management now. You just... Man. Talk about a Got dog. Sound and I feel very awkward calling a lovely young yeah, lady a dog. Yeah, but that's what Micah said. If you a dog, you a dog. And, you know, one of journalism's true young hopes right here, Jory Epstein. Hi, Jory. Hi. How are y'all doing? Clarence took care of the bark for us. I'll stick to the bite. Speaking to the mic, Jory. There we go. Clarence took care of the bark for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how to bark. All right, now, okay. Nick, tie it together. Let me, let me tie it together. 20 years ago, it was mm. 2000 season, going up to Arizona. And there, you had three tickets. Uh, you had an empty ticket. Yeah. Uh, you had four seats. You had, you had one leftover extra ticket. Clarence, Jock Taylor, you, you were from Phoenix going to Tucson for Ohio State was playing Arizona. Uh-huh. And I, I do remember this. We sat in row 90. It was the, it was the row in Arizona. It was it was up there. It was up there, and uh, and there was some lightning going Did on. Did I too. get those tickets? Were yeah, those my yeah, tickets? yeah. You, you got, you got bad the tickets. tickets. You got the tickets, and Ohio State wasn't doing that well. Oh, we're and, getting our butts. And, and you said, "Let's leave," because I know my team. They're going to lose this game. Let's leave, and they won. But on the way home, <laughs> on the way home, we left like halftime, and you. This is in two thousand. Barely internet, yeah. phones now. Uh-huh. So we, you asked some guy for directions. You're asking him for directions, and he basically was like, I don't know, here, go there, I don't know, highway's somewhere over there. But Clarence is in the back because he sees his T-shirt. This guy's got an Omega T-shirt on, and Clarence has an Omega hat, and he's like, hey, hey, man, hey, man, hey, hey, hey. Finally, oh, my God, they go to the back. They go like 10 steps there. They start chatting or whatever. He Clarence, gets Clarence comes back. He's like, we're going to go up on McNeil. Direction. We're going to take it right here. Yeah. The highway's there. Cool. There's a brotherhood there about that that is amazing to me. It really is. And so, and your fandom of Ohio State never fails. Their their fraternity never fails. So I I saw it actually connected there in one night. I, all I heard from that is why did he ignore the white man and not give it wasn't me the a white directions? man thing. But anyway, <laughs> it was it was a connection thing. <laughs> okay. But I don't know about the bottom that. line is not it's not BS. 
No, it's not. And neither is my. But, but that's fine. But you you invoke those words. All right, here I'm going to start with this today. We're we're going to have a lot of fun <laughs> out of from now <laughs> until five word. o'clock. Uh, the name of the show is Media Mash. You can find it every Wednesday and Thursday right here on Dallas Cowboys. Dot com radio and on all platforms. Rookie Chris Beam, we're in his studio. That's what this is. It's Beamer's studio. All the shows all day long uh, are controlled by uh, the Wizard of Oz, Chris Beam, who I call Rookie. So if you hear another voice pop in from time to time, and this is six of six here. Yeah, well, you just, could talk to Mickey. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could talk to Mickey. I haven't talked to Mickey in a while. But Bill, here, Parcells drops are the best. <laughs> They're awesome. Those four years were just They're the best. awesome. They're the best. Uh, all right, let me give you this I got quote. more from where those came from. There, Don't worry. There's the Wizard of Oz piping in. If you hear, you know it's Rookie. Uh, another quote. My favorite quote that I've heard in some time, and it's better than if you a dog, you're going to be a dog, in my opinion. Also from Micah Parsons. And to me, it was a very simple statement. But I want to start the show today with this quote. He said, quote, I like doing it all. There are no limits. Now, if you just hear that, it's just you could almost ignore it. But to me, it is a ridiculous quote from a young athlete. And I think it's different. Parcel, speaking to him. I had a conversation with him in the old atrium there when I'd sit there and all everybody else would go to lunch and I never ate. And he would always walk by and we'd chat. And he was telling me about the young athletes today. And he said that you'd be surprised how many don't want to be on the stage. They want to, they're looking for a way off of it. That was Parcells' big thing. Not these days. These young kids, I like doing it all. There are no limits I mean, what's he going to do? Is he going to play a little quarterback in his time here? Is he going to run the football? He's already snapped it. it. The man has no fear. He welcomes anything that comes his way. What an attitude this young guy has, Jory. Yeah, I think physically and mentally, Micah is really all over the place. I mean, during the week, he's either meeting with linebackers or the defensive line. And then when he finishes with whichever one, he goes back and meets with Dan Quinn or senior defensive assistant George Edwards to catch up what he needed to learn on the other. And the games, we're seeing him line up in the same game as edge rusher as a coverage linebacker and mugging those gaps inside. So... I mean, he just is going, going, going. And one of the things he told us in that interview was extra only makes you better and only extra works. So to him, he's never going to see it as too much. And he said he, if he is thinking that, he's not telling coaches. Is he? Get, I mean, is that too much this early to, to just go, I don't know, any other phrase? Maybe. It might be, yeah. and, and I think that's what a good coach is supposed to to kind of rein him in because you know he doesn't know what he doesn't know, and right now what he knows is high school season, college season. He doesn't know about the four preseason games, which is even though you played in it or not, you're still preparing for it. You take some hits, and then you got twenty, you got seventeen more after that. Maybe you know, so he can feel this way because he's felt this before. He's felt week three, week four, week five. After Thanksgiving, when it's usually time to, to start off season or maybe prepare for a bowl, he hasn't done that. So that you know, we talk about rookie wall all the time and they have to prepare him for that. I love the attitude, but the Cowboys have to step in and go, We've seen this before. Mm. You know, you gotta you know, kinda rein it in a little bit. You gotta find a balance. That's a good point. And remember, he didn't even play his last year at Penn yeah. State. He opted out. So uh, much like Dak, he went a whole year without playing. 
chill. Yeah, I mean, the guy can handle it all. I mean, you know, it's one thing to worry about giving him too much if it's slowing him down. And, I mean, that's what the Cowboys, Cowboys coaches talked about. He's not playing slow. He's playing fast. He's running quarterbacks down. He's reading things. He's clearly not overwhelmed. If they thought he was overwhelmed, they would pull some stuff back. You would see it on the field, but you don't see any of that. You know, and, and, and again, I think that – a lot of teams misdiagnosed him, you know, thinking he was an off-the-ball linebacker. A lot of teams didn't know he could do all of this. And certainly no one really knew how good he was because he did just play two years. He did sit out last year. I mean, it's a godsend for the Cowboys to get this guy. And, again, I, I would say that the, the Cowboys were lucky. They didn't want him. They wanted a cornerback. Let's be honest about this. They wanted a cornerback. They were banging their heads on the wall for one of those two cornerbacks because that's what they identified at the end of the season. We need a cornerback to improve this team, improve this defense. It didn't work out that way. They fell into Michael Parsons, and they are gladly taking him, gladly using The best thing about him was they fell into him, and they're using and making him the centerpiece of that defense. It, it, I, I still say, um, and I've been saying this for some time, I think it's the Tiger Woods effect. I really do. I think the whole generation of these athletes, the ones that are going to be great, they recognize themselves as great when they're 12 and never – Get off of that. I think Tiger taught him that. I mean, these young kids, uh, so, so many of them are under so much pressure. You guys got to be nice to me today. It's my daughter's 19th birthday, wow. and she's at Ohio State, and it's the first time we haven't been there for her birthday. But we talked today. She she actually answered her phone. Oh, wow. And here's nice. another example. This kid from uh, South Lake Carroll, Quinn Ewers, is mm-hmm. the kid that skips his senior year of high school. So she's got a class with him. What are the odds of that? That's yeah. At Ohio State to have a freshman class with Quinn Ewers. So did you, did you tell her to get his phone number? I mean, he's gonna make big money. He's already she, making a million dollars. Of this. I don't know how you raised your daughter, so my daughter can do whatever she wants. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. But, but she probably talked to him because she's from Dallas, and so is he. But my point is, he's another one of those guys. He's 17 years old. He, he's not. He, 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 okay, I'm going to give up my senior year, go make $2 million in endorsement, and I don't care. I'll be fine. You know, these young golfers these days, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, I don't care. I'll be fine. It is a new attitude these days, and it just amazes me. That's all. I mean, and 20 years ago, Parcells is talking, 25 years ago. Hmm, no, not that long. 16 years ago, uh, talking about how they all went off the stage. That's why he loved Keyshawn Johnson so much, because Keyshawn loved the stage. He goes, I'll fight with that guy yeah, any time. Still does. And then he would list you a bunch of Cowboys that he had on that roster that were trying to get off the stage. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, advantages and disadvantages of the week. Uh, disadvantage for the Cowboys, obviously. It's a condensed week. Five days between games, Monday night to a noon game on Sunday. They didn't even have a normal practice yesterday. And Carolina's just the opposite. They're going to be 10 days, Thursday, uh, a week ago from today, uh, and then to a noon Sunday game. Can this matter? It's funny because I think that for sure you want time to get your bodies right, especially as the guys were telling us this week. You're always hurting even this early in the season. That said, for the Cowboys coming off their first home game, Dak's first home game back, they won by 20 points against a division rival. There's something to be said for rolling with it. I mean, there have been times when the Cowboys have had a win like this, 
and then gone into the bye week and you kind of lose the momentum. So if I'm them, I'm glad I can get back out there and get back out there to continue this as soon as possible. And they got lucky that, that they really didn't have any new injuries in the game. It'd be one thing if you have something in the game and you got a short week to deal with it. They, the injuries that they had, they had, you know, uh, prior to the uh, Carlos Watkins, uh, help me here, Dorrance Armstrong, guys like that, which I don't know if they're even going to be ready for this game either. So they didn't have a huge setback there. But that that was... I mean, no one's crying about it, you know, but the schedule makers from start to finish, they didn't help. They didn't give the Cowboys any favors from this whole schedule. And this is another one. This is another one. Why are you you looking sideways? your neck okay? The Cowboys have the 31st ranked strength of schedule. That's that's schedule. I mean, I'm just saying they do have the 31st ranked strength strength of schedule. Let's let's be honest about that. They didn't do anything. Those schedule makers, those people didn't do that. That's already set up. I agree. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about how it was structured. Okay. How it was structured. They started before everyone else. They they. They did. They had four preseason games. Then they started early. Then they had a Sunday night game. Yes, Mr. Hill, talk, speak. <laughs> the Cowboys wanted to start early. Does he ever raise his he, he raised hand? His he, raised, hand. Just, he didn't just, raise a hand. He raised. I'm just saying. No, is listen, that what that smell ooh. was? Uh, I'm sorry. Listen to me. <laughs> let, let, come on, come on. Listen, Jeremy. I, 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 I feel you on this, but let's not go with start early. The Cowboys wanted to start early. That's the Cowboys. They want the circus. They want the, you know, they want to go to California. They didn't go to Ken, then go back to California. They also contributed to that stuff that Who's you're they? talking about. <laughs> Who's they, though? The Cowboys. Jerry. 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 Okay, okay. Jerry. That's what yeah. they want. Okay. So we're not going to use they started early as part of the schedule makers. I'm just saying that was on the Cowboys. No, I get that. That's but, all I'm saying. Uh, okay, good. So the Jacksonville game is what I'm talking about. You start first. You play the first preseason game. And then you play the last preseason game on a Sunday at noon, which is no one's ever done, ever heard of. And and then and then you go and play the Thursday night game. I'm just saying, I'm saying teams, the Buccaneers but had. But there was that like half bye week. In I mean, they got a bye week. They, everybody got, I mean, the, the, the last preseason game don't matter because everybody got an extra week off after that. Yeah, right. But what I'm saying is then the Cowboys start on Thursday. And they wanted to start on Thursday. They wanted their primetime game. Also, I, mean, I thought I mean, that was great okay, for them. They got okay. 10 days they after that. They did. I mean, they, I mean, and they got, and they, yeah, and, they, they, and got, they got 10 days after that to, to get ready for game two. So, Chill, you're saying it's not, a, it's not an advantage for Carolina? This week, I'm sure it's, it's early in the season. I mean, it'd be different with later in the season when your bodies were worn down. But at this point, I don't think it's that much of an advantage for Carolina. All right, here's the advantage for the Cowboys, which they couldn't be luckier on this front. If you're going to play Carolina, Playing without Christian McCaffrey and yeah. J.C. Horn at and J.C. Horn, but uh, uh, which yeah they lost bang bang both of them lost McCaffrey maybe only for a couple few games Horn's gone for the year made a trade for C.J. Henderson who came up quite a bit in Cowboys draft talk in twenty April twenty twenty um, but Christian McCaffrey I, I I don't know how big of a disadvantage this is for Carolina to come into AT and T Stadium without him because we all. Know Chuba Hubbard pretty well. Yeah, he's good. And this little rookie may do what Thomas Davis did last year, and just or Mike Davis, sorry, uh, and just fill in perfectly for McCaffrey while he's gone. I think with his four three six speed, he could be a problem just like McCaffrey. You think I'm nuts? 
No, I mean, speed-wise, for sure, um, what makes McCaffrey so dynamic is that he's he's just as much of a weapon in the passing game as he's in the, in the running game. And that, typically, you, you need a little bit of time to kind of you know, develop that, develop the the chemistry with the quarterback, and and just how good you know he you know how good he's going to be. Um, so I you know they're definitely going to be different, but athletic, you know, from an athleticism standpoint, yeah, I don't think that they drop off much at all, if any. Jill, I was looking over his ridiculous redshirt sophomore year when he ran for two thousand ninety four yards, averaged one hundred and sixty one yards per game. For Oklahoma State, your Longhorns actually did a pretty good job against him. He had 37 carries, only had 138 yards. That surprised me. Way to go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's back-ended compliments. 137, but I don't know it was a lot of It was the most carries he had all, all I mean, year. He's not McCaffrey, though. Let's just be honest about that. I don't know if anybody is, okay. but McCaffrey's problem is he because he's McCaffrey, he can't stay on the field. No, because he's a running back, you know, they get hurt. But, yes, because he's McCaffrey. Zeke can't stayed on the field. Obviously, he hasn't been quite as productive as Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> well, maybe but... those – yes, but he was productive early. Maybe those yeah. carries and stuff are wearing on him. That's, that's what we've talked about. But that's part of the life of being a running back. Well, I don't think it's the carries with McCaffrey. It's the fact that his coaches always expect him to touch it. Eight out of ten plays. The, the more times a guy touches that's the carries, ball, it the more chances of him getting hurt. Well, he's not going to win any strongman con- contest. I mean, he's not the biggest guy. I mean, that's yeah. what Clarence, I think, is saying is that he's you know running backs get hurt, big, strong, little guys, and you know he's 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 a wide receiver type player. You know that that's running. In, I mean, he's like Tony Pollard to me, yeah. but but a lot more dynamic. And I think if Tony Pollard continued to be the main runner, he'd get banged up too. See, that's the point with McCaffrey that I'm trying to make. It's just the fact that they give him the ball every single play. Yeah. So his numbers, there's no other team in the league – no matter who's coaching at Carolina. Right, the percentage of touches, of snaps that he's getting the touch. They just beat him to death. You know, the funny thing is that here we are with people saying – well, Zeke makes this much money. He should get all the touches. What's wrong with Zeke? He's sharing the ball. He makes too much money to just get 15 carries a game. Well, Carolina's doing what people want him to do. He makes all the money. He's their guy. They give him the ball. Ricky, the volume level has just gone up. I I'm just saying, though, that that's what hope you're monitoring. that's the yin and yang of this whole thing, though, because we're kicking Zeke's butt. Now everybody's asking Amari about his touches, and he didn't get the ball. Are you unhappy? You only got four touches. You're making twenty million a year. Yeah, we talked to Kellen about that this week, <laughs> you know, and, like, and the, what is the ideal split between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard? And he said there are going to be games where you got to grind it with one of them, but in his ideal world, they're each getting double digit touches to keep that balance and to keep fresh for the 17-game season and beyond. I think the Cowboys duo of Zeke and Pollard is going to be great. Anybody who complains about it from Zeke's point of view or Pollard's point of view, to me, is looking for something to complain about. Speaking of that, I did hear the question that was brought up to Kellen this week, comparing him to Ingram, comparing the duo to Ingram and Kamara. So Pollard is now Kamara. Well, I mean, we've a, taken what they drafted of, him to be. We've kind of taken a jump, haven't we? That's what they drafted him to be. Like that was the that was the example we kept hearing, and on that that day of the draft was we think he could be like a, uh, Alvin Kamara. And I mean, 
He he is starting to show that a little bit. I mean, Kamara is on yeah. a different level though, because Kamara is built different too. Like he he's got you know he's got those those legs. I mean, he's churning and he, he's a he's a tough inside runner because you can't find him for a second. Yeah. You got to figure out where he is. Skinny I mean, legs, and yeah. he's he's one of those guys who's lucky. Uh, not you know knocking on whatever because uh, he yeah. hasn't knocking you know, this metal. He yeah. thank you. He's he's a he's a slight guy. But he doesn't get banged up like he's, he's, I think he's compact, though. I mean, I, I really do. I, I don't think he's that small of a player. Yeah. That might be the 43 that he's He's slinky. He's slinky is what he is. Okay. Or wiry is what you would call him. Wiry. He's wiry. Careful. Uh, Robbie I'm wiry. wiry. What, um, so you think C.J. Henderson has any shot to play for Carolina in Horn's stead after the fresh trade? Anybody hear anything? Andy? I mean, I— your corner, the cover your guy. You know, like yeah. like I understand. You know, you you got to make sure that the coverages are right. You know, but if if they're going to play some man, if that's what they do, I think he can do that if he's ready. He should be in shape. Should be ready to go. All right, we've got uh, Jury Epstein. We've got Nick Eatman. We've got Clarence E Hill Jr. We've got rookie monitoring the le- audio levels in case in case Clarence has another spasm. <laughs> um, coming up next, we're going to play a quick game of buy or sell. You're listening to Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back back, back, to Media Mash. Zooming along on this Thursday afternoon. Cowboys back in pads today as they have a condensed week for the noon game against Carolina. The noon game is so odd these days. It used to be the mainstay, and now it just feels weird uh, for a noon game. Steve Dennis along with Jory. Nick and Chill. Let's play a game of buy or sell. 
Let's see how this goes. What do you guys think? You in? Chill. You paying attention? I'm paying attention. I've got you. I've got you. I'm All ready right. to go. Item number one. I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to ask you if you're buying or selling. You guys can go in whatever order you want. And uh, don't dominate. Chill, okay? I'm D- sorry. I won't. Don't, don't get all dominant on me. Number one, dog. Number one is, is all about Matt Rule, <laughs> who is the coach of the Carolina Panthers. We know him from his days in Texas. He's actually playing back-to-back games against Texas NFL teams uh, after his years at Baylor. All right, here's the setup. He started 1-11 as a Baylor head coach, ended up taking him to a top-10 ranking, went to a Big 12 championship game, went to a Sugar Bowl against Georgia. Uh, he's now he started 5-11 and with the Panthers. He's off to a 3-0 and start there. This guy is a legitimate turn-this-thing-around head coach. You buying or selling? I'll buy. I'll buy. He's a good coach. He's trying to be the Texas State champs like Arkansas. Arkansas is Texas State champs. Trying to be Texas State champs. Beat Houston, beat Dallas. Texas State champs. They, they put T-shirts. They got a T-shirt in Arkansas, I'm sure. I like sure. that. They got a T-shirt. I mean, yes, he's a good coach. I mean, there's. I mean, I. what he did at Baylor, what he's doing now, how he has that team playing – He's a good coach. He's a solid coach. Um, yeah, he, he can rebuild a program, but you know it don't matter. It's about winning championships. So this all sounds well and good when you're rebuilding a team and there's no expectations. The question is, what are you going to do when there are expectations? That's the mark of a great coach. That's the coach that keeps his job. Um, I mean, I, I don't think Carolina was that – you know, I think they were one of those teams, sort of like the Chargers, where they didn't make the playoffs, but they, you know, they they were pretty good um, the last couple of years. So I think he, he's come in. He's got a dynamic player. He's he's figured out ways to 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 win. He did a nice job there. I think he did he did a good, you know good job at Baylor. I don't think the cupboard obviously wasn't bare, but uh, you know he did a good he did a really good job. That was just what there. everything expected the program. To yeah, to go in there I, with all of that stuff that was right, swirling, right? Because that could have been a dumpster fire. That, that and it was at first. I mean, it, yeah. it was at first and he did a good job of, of, of turning that around um but i think for the most part yeah i mean he, he he's in, he's got nfl ties too like he, he mm-hmm. when he had the nfl coach he's a you know he's gonna play their defenses are gonna be tough and i think that's what we're seeing yeah i'm buying too we talked to coach roll this morning and i mean he was telling us he said we're just a bunch of blue collar guys who love coaching young people and trying to get the most out of them leaving places better than they found them and i think that that's obviously easier said than done, but he did that at Temple. He went to Baylor, which was a bigger program and a program with a lot of challenges that a lot of guys wouldn't have been able to turn around, and he did, whether he got to the number one spot or not. And I think that he has continued to show growth with Carolina, and that's all you can ask. Like Clarence said, he has to continue doing that, but I think that he seems to get these cultures of the organizations in place and allow these players to go out and play their best football. I'll tell you one thing, though. If, they, if Carolina wins Sunday – should we second guess Jerry? Jerry didn't want, a, want one of these young coaches. He wasn't one of those college coaches. He didn't want the Lincoln Rollins or the Matt Rules. He wanted a guy if, that could if, win now. If he's in the NFC Championship game and Jerry's not, then I think it's fair to Or, or, or guess. if they have a better record, whatever. I'm just saying you could say that the Cowboys, McCarthy came in with more to work with than he did. Mm-hmm. And he's having to find a quarterback on the fly. You can't lose to Matt Rule. And don't for, and to your point about Carolina, you know, it wasn't dead in the water. No, last, but they didn't last have a quarterback. Time, last time they played here in Dallas was on Thanksgiving. They were busy going 11-0. and 0. Yeah. Uh, on to Cam Newton's MVP year. Yeah, that, uh, that was a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago. 
Well, I mean, Cam Newton's out the league. I mean, that's a long time six ago. Six years ago. That's a long in NFL. That's a long time ago, sir. Uh, there's probably three players on the roster from the Cowboys, maybe. Yeah, and they're not playing it. In, 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 in those terms, it is yeah, a long that's, time. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time. But I do think on that question of second guessing Jerry, I mean, that's such a memory to me of the whole. Garrett getting not renewed when we were calling it that in early January 2020, McCarthy coming in, Rule coming in, and when we got that news that the Panthers were hiring Rule, I think it, his name had been floated around, but the what was it, a seven-year contract for all this money? It was a little bit surprising how all-in on them, the, or how all-in on Rule the Panthers were, and I think he's proven to them that yeah. he can do something. Well, yeah, that, he very quietly just seems to do what he does. Yeah, he's not a big name, but, but you know, Jerry <laughs> likes the names. Yeah, but, but also look at, like, what what did Carolina have before Rule? Rivera? I mean, mm-hmm. a coach that's been around, he's done it, older guy, um, that, that's very established. They wanted some, some, you know, that new blood. What the Cowboys had, they had a guy very similar to to Matt Rule from that had just been here for nine years and Jason Garrett and kind of stuck with him, stuck with him. I think Jerry wanted a guy that has won a right. championship. Well, he always goes back no, and forth. He said that. He wanted yeah. to prove yeah. a guy. He didn't want to start over with a college coach. But, I, I mean, this college coach is not having the growing pains of yeah. some other college coach. That's all I'm yeah. saying. All right. This guy's so a pretty who, good coach. Who would you, forgetting how they Cause, currently Because Lincoln Riley was also in that conversation. Yeah. Forgetting their current knowledge of these teams, if you guys were going out to start a new NFL team, who would you take, Mike McCarthy or Matt Rule? Rule doesn't walk by my office every day. Uh, <laughs> Good answer. Uh, I'm going to punt until Sunday. Jory, you're mean. You're mean yeah, trying to get Nick now. to say Who would something. you take? I would take Matt Rule. Next. See, there you go. Uh, number well, two, you take the hit. seven straight games with two or more takeaways by this Cowboys defense. Longest streak going Time out. in the Time league. Out. Can, can I just pause on that one? That they're getting credit for not being no, in the on. playoffs, essentially. You want Matt Rule and Sam Darnold? Or you want Dak and uh, McCarthy? Because that's, I mean, they, yeah, they, that's they, they, they go have. together now. They go together because because all the success that McCarthy had in Green Bay, a lot of people think it's because of another person. So th- if they're tied together, I'm taking Dak and whoever you, that. You is. guys know I have five of these, don't you? I mean, I, we got to get to number two. Can go, I, go. Can we I spent get, all our money on watch one. this. Watch <laughs> this. This is gonna be quick. Can I number get to two. number two? Uh, all right, we're talking about we're talking about the takeaways that the Dallas Cowboys are coming up with. Dan Quinn said they don't come in bunches. So he believes that this is going to be normal business for not the doomsday, but the Dallas takeaway defense, oh buying or selling. I, I, I would say this, and I guess I'm not playing the rules. I think that coaches, when they don't get takeaways, that's their go-to. Or they come in bunches. They come in bunches. You that's know? what Quinn that, said. That's what when, yeah. when, when you don't get them, that's what you say. That's what they said around there for years when they weren't getting them. They haven't been, get, been getting them in a while. I think the Cowboys did a good job of going to get guys with ball skills who have a history of take away, taking the ball away. Guys with ball skills take the ball away. And so I think that if you look at the guys they have, they will get their hands on the ball and take the ball away from the Michael Parsons who's going to force stuff to Trevon Diggs who has a net for taking the ball away. He's, he's he, he took the ball away last year's rookie. He actually, admittedly, if we agree with him, he probably dropped four or five last year. Pop quiz. What draft was it, which was the draft for the guys that had the knack of taking the ball away? Remember? What year was that? 2000, it was Campo years. When oh. they, when they dra- Hamlin was one of them. 
Hamlin. They didn't draft Hamlin. So no, 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 not Ken Hamlin. The other Hamlin, Mike, Michael Hamlin. Stop. All those guys in the draft. He was like a seventh round pick, and none of them were here the next year. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. corners okay. and safeties. Okay. Remember? Okay, but, but, yeah. okay check this out. Check, check this out. Who was still running that front of the scouting department back then? That was Lacewell. Lacewell. Okay, yeah. stop. I also just want to note that. Now you're going to go after Lacewell. I'm not, but I'm just, come on. You, you, you're talking about an eighth-round pick in, in Hamlin, whatever. All of them. They had ball skills is my point. They drafted them for that reason, okay, and they all but, failed. But, but these I don't guys, think you draft guys that have, quote, ball skills. No, but we're, we're not talking about <laughs> just drafting guys. We're talking about the guys that got in free agency who have a history of ball skills in the league. Well, well I, if they, if just they had a real guy. history, they would be making more than what they're making. No, but, but Jerry, Jerry's <laughs> a businessman. He always has been. He's always going to look for no. value, and his value even, was was Kazee was was banged up, but he had made plays. Yeah, but even Hooker. Donovan Wilson going back to AM, he has ball skills. Yeah. They just, do have ball they, skills. This Donovan is this, Wilson. But hey, yes, but, Jerry did this but, last year. Jerry did. Jerry looked for value in free agency, or the Cowboys looked for value in free agency and it last went year. Terribly. It went terrible. You buying or selling? Oh, the takeaway Dallas takeaway defense. I am buying, but I I, I agree that with Quinn that he, that saying that they come in bunches. I think the key problem word there is come because like no, you have to go get them. They're not just coming to you, and I think that's what he's trying to teach them. But you I buying think- or selling? Um, I'm gonna sell it. I think they do come in bunches, oh, and okay. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna sort of wait and see before before. Well, okay. <laughs> Before I think that <laughs> we're getting Nick at all kinds of trouble. Today. No, no, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I, at first, I thought there was an email going on at first, and then now it's like, oh yeah. So I'm gonna do that again. I'm gonna sell it. All right. Oh, man, we're gonna, got balls, we're gonna go to commercial. Jordan break Lewis finds the ball. Right. <laughs> You know how many guys that they've come through here saying that they have no, ball skills, and we never saw. Byron Jones never had ball skills in college or here. No, and I think Byron we're Jones not saying that these skills. guys are all going on to purple years. Like Trayvon Diggs is on his way to a purple year. That said, they have ball skills. They also let up a ton of deep plays and a ton of yards in the passing game. And so, like the Cowboys are just saying, we'd rather have that than a team yeah. that can stop them but not take the ball. All right, number three, Carolina's defense. Let's talk about that. They're number one. After three weeks in all defensive categories, yards per game with 191, rushing yards allowed with 45, passing yards allowed with 146, sacks with 14, third down percentage, 21%, and they're number two in points allowed, but against the Jets, Saints, and Texans. Are you buying or selling the Panthers' defense as one of the top defenses in the league? Selling. Yeah, I'm gonna sell. I mean, I'd, I'd like to let it sit out there for a little bit before I want to buy it, and you know, maybe look at it through the window. Um, <laughs> but but if if you're making me, you know, sell it right now, I'm nah, I'm not I'm not buying it because I, because of the quarterbacks that they face, they they just haven't they haven't, and the running back too, the running backs that they face. I think this is going to be the most complete offense that they've yeah, faced, and, and they'll be challenged more. And, and I think the Saints game is kind of an asterisk because they had so much going on. You know, they're here. They got displaced. Their they also coaches a, all had COVID. Coach, I mean, seriously, the coaches had COVID. They missed a couple of players. They're still playing without the best receiver. They haven't faced a real offense yet. I think that this is really going to be a measuring stick for both sides because yep. the Cowboys are like, okay, we know we can beat this Eagles team on Monday night handily after just getting away with the Chargers win, but what can we do against a defense that's hot? And then the pa- the Panthers, too. What can we do against an offense that's hot? I think that's a great point. Yep. I made the point yesterday that the, there hasn't been this much excitement at an AT&T stadium game 
since the playoff win over Seattle or when they started 3-0 and in 2019. You meant Monday, not, not this coming Sunday. This last Monday. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, or when they started 3-0, and they beat Miami uh, to get to 3-0 and to start the 2019 season, and then they lose three straight, beginning with that 12-10 loss in New Orleans yeah. against that defense. And Dak's offense was totally shut down. Yeah. That's a little scary. But but this Carolina defense, you talk about a no-name defense. Brian Burns, Morgan Fox at DN. Derek Brown, Daquan Jones inside on the D-line. Shaq Thompson, Jermaine Carter, Hassan Reddick, who's got four and a half sacks. I mean, now, Boye, we've all heard of in their secondary, but Jackson, Chin, Chan, these guys, nobody's heard of these guys. We've heard of them. Well, we cover because we, we cover yeah, for those of us that cover but, all the teams and watch them, but, but, unlike, but unlike you know this, what I'm saying. Unlike this Saints Where's game, Keekly? gone, yeah. gone, Johnson. Un- unlike this Saints game, when the Saints had a cornerback that they kind of shut down a mark. I don't think they have the players to shut down the Cowboys' offense. They certainly don't have a cornerback. I, I think, they, I think just Jerry makes their, a great they point. Just that we're going to see. They just lost their best cornerback. Who's going to cover the Cowboys receivers? And Dak is great against the blitz. A.J. Boye is pretty good corner. He's been around the league a long time. He's not great. The Cowboys have more than one. And Amari's yeah. had a couple of quiet weeks. I think it's time for him to go off on Sunday. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and again, he has he wasn't quiet on purpose, though. I mean, no, I, no, know, he was he, efficient. I know, but I'm but we're not going to get into another Amari discussion. No, but he, like wasn't, he wasn't quiet on purpose. He wasn't quiet on purpose. No, but it, it the, the game, game plan, plan didn't feature him as heavily, and I think this week it will feature him more. Well, than the because last as games. he said today, they play more man. There will right. be opportunities down the field. Number four, as we play buy or sell here on Media Mash, the phrase quote, "He's as pure as mother's milk." End quote. You buying or selling? I don't know if he's pure. He's a dog. Ain't no dog. Pure. The quote. Are I, you buying or selling the quote? I'm not buying the quote because like he, no. he's a dog. Yeah, the, the dog ain't pure. He's no. a dog. No. He hunts. No, Amari's route running is pure. <laughs> the Tony Pollard in the open field is pure. And maybe even the way that Trayvon Diggs covers. But the way Micah Parsons he's plays a linebacker and defensive end or center slash running nasty. back or whatever. is nasty. It's no. violent. No, Jerry, are you buying this quote? Yeah, I'm selling too, and I think that Jerry also was saying this in relation to character, who is on and off the field. But I did use it in my lead for tomorrow's story, so if I sell it, can I still keep it in my story? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, it's an odd quote. Never heard it before. That's what Micah said. Which is a Jerry staple. He comes up with stuff, you go, what? But nobody knows how pure mother's milk is, because when we enjoyed it, we certainly don't remember... Okay. So it's just, I'm selling this quote. <laughs> okay. Selling it. Yeah, Micah Parsons. He's a dog. If, if Micah Parsons is milk, it's that milk that's in the back of the fridge. It's been there for three months. <laughs> a lumpy. He's a nasty yeah, junkyard dog. He ain't pure, and they don't want him pure. Number five, Osa Odigizua. One and a half sacks against Philly. Been good since he hit the field here, right? You guys have all been reported. Buying. Third round draft pick. Buying. Will he yep. not... Give up his starting tackle spot. Not giving it up. Back to another third rounder, Not Neville Gallimore. When he returns healthy, Not. buying or selling? Buying. Ever finish a sentence? I mean, could you even? You well, I don't. Try? He just decided he wants to go before the question. Well, I, comes I just kind of. I was feeling it. You know, it's funny <laughs> yeah. because I was, you know, really. He was feeling it. I he was, was. He was digging it. Oh, oh, you know what? I was driving. Strong. As I was driving, I've been driving. I was walking down the stairs. I was just thinking about that, and I was thinking I could about see it. Clarence driving. Downstairs. I was. I, I watched a clip of Osa uh, in the game. They had he and uh, uh, 
Layton made a tackle, and they were showing, you know, you see videos and everything. And I was just thinking about that, and I was thinking about Neville. Really, I was thinking about this. And I just, my thought was that what we've seen from Osa, these first three games, are better than anything we saw from Neville last year. I don't know if I agree with that just yet. The sample size is small, and, and also the fact that they, the teams that they have faced, it, you know, Tampa Tampa Bay, the Chargers, and then you know the Eagles. Nobody's running the football. No one's even trying to run the football. I just think let's let's go to Minnesota. Let's let's face them. Let's see what happens to a team that's really trying to run downhill. And that's what the biggest problem the Cowboys have had. So I I, I agree with you. I think he's playing outstanding. I'd like to have them both out there together. But I don't think they've been tested well, from the run game just yet. I, 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 I hear that, that, but I don't think Neville's. Calling card is run stopping. He's he's the three that position is three technique. Okay. It's, it's that yeah, but but somebody's okay. got to stop the run. Then, that's uh, that's then, what then, that then, forget, those guys. Forget the the Neville comparison. Let's just see. It's a little early on Odigizua for me or any of those defensive tackles because nobody's really trying to run the ball yet. But let's see what happens when they. He's do. buying. You're kind of selling. I'm going to sell for now. Yeah, I'm not ready to buy yet. That said, I do agree that I think that Osa has shown us stuff, and I think sometimes we overuse the term finish. But when you look at what Osa was doing on some of those plays, when he's running all the way back downfield, the ball's gotten past him. I mean, yeah. I do think his, his speed, yeah. his athleticism. And he's so nimble. I, I agree that I, I don't think that Neville has shown us what he's shown. I also think that the chemistry that Osa and Mike are putting together on the field can't be underestimated. Like the sack they had together, there were a lot of things that went right on that play after. I mean, Randy, I think, lost his balance, tripped, and Micah's jumping over him to join Osa. I think that things like that, you can't underestimate what they're going to do for the defense as a whole being on the same it, page. It, my, my thing is this, and, and I like Neville. I think he's a good player. And I, you know, I, I think they, they have something there. He had a half sack last year. I mean, this this whole offseason of, you know, he's going to be on the come. We don't know what he was going to be. You know, they were acting like in training camp that he was going to be this dominant three-technique tackle and fix their three-technique tackle. Would you tackle. ever play them together? I mean, I can't tell. Uh, passing down, you would. Yeah. Passing down. They're, but, you know, they're, you know but, but we don't know. He, he, I mean, again, he was solid because he had to come in and play because what they thought they had with Tristan got hurt and all that other stuff. But he has a half sack for his career. I do find it interesting that when you guys were interviewing Odigizua, he was talking about gaining weight, but he wants it to be muscle, and he looks at himself in the mirror every day, to, and he hadn't been able to notice a difference, and Chill made it all about himself. He goes, yeah, that's the way I do it when I'm trying to lose weight. And oh, you he heard went, that. You and saw then he went, <laughs> You saw that. That's what he heard. And, yeah. and then he didn't Odigizu- know who said it until that. And then Odigizua kind of made a face and went, are we done? And, yeah, what's wrong with It was guy? an ender. It was the last quote. They tell us one more question. It was uh, an ender. I do think that another thing is it. It's not like if you're trying to get on the field as a receiver on this team. Like, if you're trying to get in the defensive line rotation, rotation. none of these guys are staying on the whole game. It's the difference between starting and being a second man is, like, what, 60 versus 40% of the snaps at best. So you still have an opportunity for Neville, absolutely. All right, let's uh, take our final break here on Media Mash. When we come back, how do we think Kellen Moore game plans these supposed bad boys on defense? Next. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. 
Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25 horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Media Mash. So glad you're with us here on Media Mash on this Thursday. Uh, I have a feeling that Clarence and I are going to go at it again on Amari Cooper if we're not careful in this segment. You being Maybe a hater. Not. Don't be a hater. Not being a hater. I just need more than, what, three three catches from him oh and four God. targets? I don't I don't care reasons. I don't want to hear reasons. See, that's, that's the problem. But uh, <laughs> They but won by 20. That is, that is the problem. They won by 20. I have some issues with that, too. Yeah, I have some issues. Well, I think we're about to talk about Kellen Moore, who is the reason for this, aren't we? Okay, well, maybe. Maybe that's the reason. I think it's sometimes the top corners in the league are more the reason for it. That was not the reason (laughs) the other night. That's how him and I, we got into it off the air. But we've done that before, no big deal. But let's get into this. All right, Um, final thing to mash up here on this Thursday. Uh, The Panthers, statistically, again, number one, against the run and number one against the pass, uh, whether you believe it or not, with their no-namers, and with Horn now out, who's maybe their third-best defensive player, what does Kellen Moore do here? It seems like every game so far this year was pretty simple to call against the defense they were playing. You've nailed all three of them. Uh, What do you think is the way to bite Carolina? They're going to go up top. Mari gave us a game plan today already because you weren't there. He's not supposed to do that. Well, he, again, would, would you I don't want to believe after week one when you're all they, they, all they throw too much. I say they design the offense based on the way the defense plays. Okay. Yeah, Garrett he, used to say stuff like that. I'm no, not talking about Garrett. He, he did, did not. Anyway, okay, listen to me, though. But the bottom, line is, the bottom line is the, do last, what we do. the last team played two high safeties. Okay. They invited the Cowboys to run the ball. They invited the Cowboys to throw underneath. They were not going to give up the big play over the top. So that's what they did. That's why Dak's completion percentage is through the roof because mm-hmm. he's doing this yeah. or doing this. 
This team likes to blitz. They play man-to-man. So they're plays downfield. That's what they're going to do. They're going to beat them up with their receivers downfield. This will be a throwing game. Uh, you know, it also it's about who strikes first. If they if they can strike first, I I think they can run on them as well. I mean, I really do. An aggressive team. This is an undersized defense. They play fast. They want to play very very fast and run to the ball. So I think this is one that you might want to see some runs inside runs overpower them a little bit and also take chances with that. You can still throw the ball deep. I mean, you can you're gonna have sixty plays. You can do a little bit of everything. But I think they can kind of pose their will on them. Yeah, let me say, but with the blitz though, the big plays there. You know, it yeah, won't be like we got to be patient and we're going to have methodical drives if they're going to be blitzing the way they blitz right. you know, Dak, you have a chance to strike big and score fast, right. that's all I'm saying And Dak can extend the play, we've seen him do it and he enjoys it, he's good at it, they've been doing all sorts of scramble drills and extending and that type of thing in practice so I think we will see that, but I think also what's great is that yes, they're going to go into this game with a game plan and they're going to be prepared but they're not going to really know till they get there. And I think that that's where they've thrived. And that's what Matt Rule was saying about Dak today is that he's calling the game at the line of scrimmage at such a high level with his mastery of the offense. And we're going to see what Dak, with the, through the lens of his mastery, does when he gets out there based on the defense. And, and you caught me. The, the Garrett comment was about anything cliche was typically what he would come out with is what I meant. But, but you're right. that He was stubborn. Yeah. Um, and, and not with that cliche. Let's reverse it. What do you think Matt Rule's thinking? Right. The, yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this is a really good defensive coach. And so, you know, what they've shown on tape, he knows he's got to come up with something different as well. So it's always going to be a, a chess match here. Well, the problem is that on defense, though, if you're a man-to-man team, you're going to play man-to-man. Yeah. If you're a blitzing team, you're going to blitz. If you're a zone team, you're going to zone. I mean, you know, so well, they you can, can come in and out of it. Though I mean, most they, they most coaches are what they here. are. They, they got do extra days. To, you know, they've had those extra days. I know, but they, they do. But it. they do what they do. I mean, they do what they do best. I mean, and you try to match it to the personnel and the scheme, well, certainly. But you're going to do what, well, what you are, do. Okay, but that being said, what are the Cowboys on defense though? What is Dan Quinn? I mean, what would you say that they, they do? They 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 play man to man. Let them tell it. I mean, if, if you watch the game, they're 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 guarding guys. They're playing more man to man. They play all nickel and dime. It seems to me. Yeah, but they're but they're manning up with the, with the players. Though. Yeah, I, I think mean. if I'm Matt Rule, I'm trying to get to the interior of that line because we saw Tyler Biotish not hold up as well as he might like on some of the plays last week. And yes, he was going against some great defensive tackles, but when they had the defensive touchdown and Dex fumbling in the end zone, I mean, can we can we give Tyler some flowers just once? He had he had a bad play. Two. He had two bad plays. It's 14 points. They scored 41. Okay, but your center just cost you 14 points because he got pushed back I, and he also couldn't push two inches. I, now, I, I agree. And I don't know about I the agree. other plays. And by the way, Vita Vea ran over him too. How many, well, yeah. Vita Vea runs over everybody. Have you watched him? Uh, no, not everybody. But, but, what I'm saying you're is, right. How many plays did you say happened in the game? 66? I agree. Yeah, that. They, they were able to move the ball with Tyler. Yes, he had a couple of bad plays. And Connor Williams had three holes. I, yeah, they okay. so not, and they were still able to move the we ball. We hadn't gotten to him yet, and he's, they were and they there. were still able to move the ball at will. I, right, uh, so it's not that Tyler can't do anything, but if you're Matt Rule saying where is the closest yes. thing to a weakness right. when the receiving oh. core has Amari right. and uh, CD and the running backs, you've got. And, and by the way, when the entire team is getting, how'd you put it, flower? The entire team is flowers. getting flower. He, he's flowers. flowers, flowers, whatever flowers, you flowers. said. Uh, <laughs> Nick's not you allowed know, to criticize one guy. No, no, no. I'm just saying, actually, <laughs> I mean. 
since we've quoted Parcells the whole thing, I mean, remember when Parcells would say, sometimes the center position can hold you hostage. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that's happening now because you're right. They they ran the ball. They did some things, and they ran it up the middle. They so did he run, didn't, they did he a didn't lot of just have runs. A, a terrible game, but his just Listen, brute strength There's no question there. that he's a bigger weak link than Connor Williams. Let's be honest I don't that. think Carolina has a corner good enough to play Amari Cooper man-to-man. And I think Coach Rule is smart enough to know that. I mean, is Boye is the only – I don't even know their other corner with Horn out unless C.J. Henderson plays. I'm just saying that but, teams are who they are. If you're a Tampa 2 zone team, you play Tampa 2. You do what you do. You're just not going to – you cannot mix and mix. You, you draft guys, you, you find personnel to play the scheme that you like to play. If they're a man-to-man team – and they don't practice zone like that, they're not going to be good in the zone. Even if you say, we're going to play zone, well, you, that doesn't mean you're going to be good at it. You're going to still have holes in the zone. I it's think not, you, I think you can be a little more versatile are. than that <clears throat> if you're a good coordinator. But anyway, <laughs> I, I um, uh, all right, let, let, let's get to this question. If Carolina shows ridiculous backbone in this game and, and it's middle of third quarter and the Cowboys offense isn't doing much, what is that going to tell us, if anything? Or even if the whole game goes that way. If this is a 17-13 to 13 outcome, one way or the other, and, and all of a sudden, for the first time this year, Dak and his maestro abilities is getting shut down. What is that going to tell us? Anything important or it not? It tells you that the Saints and the Bucks and the Falcons need to worry a little bit because they're in the same division with a team that's got a really good defense. Because I think I don't think the jury is is not out on the offense. This Cowboys offense is a really good offense. It was a good offense last year when Dak was there, and it's been really good this year. So if they come in and do that, then I think we're going to know. I mean, no one is surprised really. The Cowboys offense is good. The Panthers are surprising people, and this is their first big test, like Jory said, and I think that it'll show that they're passing it. And maybe the Cowboys need to come down to earth a little bit on their offense because teams can shut them down, but I think it'll be more of a statement for Carolina. I think on the Cowboys' offense, though, even though I do believe Kellen Moore is a superior play caller to where he was a couple years ago, we had a couple years ago where, where Kellen started out hot. I think it was that Giants game, Dax finding, who was it, like Tavon Austin or something yeah. like that? Yeah, that for was a touchdown problem. early. I mean, there were some... There were some, some great plays, and it seemed like Kellen was getting this offense in sync, and then down later in the year, I mean, whether it was the opening drive or the red zone, it wasn't sustaining. And so even though I do think that – that I don't, I'm not expecting Kellen to show us a drop-off, but I think Kellen being able to sustain this for four or five, six weeks instead of just the first few, and Mike McCarthy likes to talk all the time well, about the unscouted looks, I think the Cowboys' offense needs to show they're still going to be this effective. I, th- I, think, we're, I think you're talking about Garris last year. Right? Yes. Got to be. Because the year before they went to the playoffs. People keep forgetting at the end of that year, Amari and Dak were hurt. That affected the play call. That affected their ability. Dak was throwing the last three games at one arm. People for, people was keep it the one he was throwing with? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? People forget that. Amari was hurt. And they, they were not, nah, the, you know, they, that, that affected. The play calling. I agree. The Cowboys won't have a problem against Carolina. But I think what's interesting about this year is obviously Dak's health is so crucial and so not something you take for granted. 
But what's different now versus what we've seen in previous years is we're not using these like Demarcus Lawrence has heard as an excuse. It's not Michael Gallup, so now they don't have a passing game or, well, they can't do anything with Terrence Steele for Lyle Collins. And Zeke was talking about that. He's like, you got to give credit to the front office that the depth is actually working as it's supposed to the last couple weeks. And so the depth and the coaching. I mean, Mm -hmm. Terrence Steele has been coached up. There's no question yeah. about that. That losing that, you know, your right tackle, you know, that would last year was certainly would have held them hostage. They'll be they'll be having to limit their offense because they don't have a tight end to stay in, you know, to block and help out, and they're not doing that sort of stuff. So give them credit. I mean, I think the the, the first of all, Kellen is a much better coordinator than he was two years ago. Yes, with all the experience and this offense with all their weapons is just have so much more talent than they did then. This. It, it, I, yeah, you know, you said 17-13, what happens if we're, you know, talking about that kind of game. I mean, let's not forget the Chargers game. I mean, right. they started out hot, but then they got kind of, you know, figured out. And, and, and they hit a, a big wall until the very end that they got to 20 in the final second. So, I mean, it's not like they just ran over the Chargers for four quarters. Um, so, you know, the teams, good defenses can, can you know, figure them out yeah. a little bit. And they, but that, that that's the one where the, I mean, I think every game, you know, makes, is its own identity. And that game was one that both defenses were going to kind of, you know, bring it. Do we think that the Panthers have a chance to be the Chargers? I mean, are they on that level? Because I, I think the Chargers are one of the best teams in football. I think, I think and they're so. going to prove it. They just beat the Chiefs. Just yeah. keep watching them. Well, I mean, that's but, that's the, that they needed a big test. You know? I think the Chargers are going to go a lot farther than the Panthers, but I think the Panthers are going to definitely surprise people, and I think they're going to have some wins like the Chargers just had against the Chiefs, where they beat some really good teams. Well, let's let's see how the Panthers play. They haven't really played anybody yet. Let's just see what they do. Yeah, I this mean, is I, an I, interesting I, I, game. I trust I trust the Cowboys and the Chargers' success. Over what the Panthers have shown me, because they haven't played anybody. They played a, a, a Saints team that you know obviously has some issues. And typically, and and, and don't get mad at me for phrasing it this way. Uh, if I, even you're starting it that way. That's... Well, no, I I believe that the the end had to come for the Garrett era. Typically, in the Garrett era, when everything was going great, there was that game that stopped them, and this could be that game. That's not Garrett anymore. It's a new coaching staff, um, but. Things are flying high right now. Oh, we got three home games, and then you go to New England. They're not that good. Oh, five and one at the bye. All that. Yeah, there's there's always yeah, – I've said this all the time. There's always two to three teams every year that just surprise you, you know, better than you thought, and two or three teams that are way worse than you thought. And, you know, this year, is it Carolina? Could, could they be that one? And we know? haven't even talked about Sam Darnold, who surprised the world when they were 0-4. And beat the Cowboys. What was that one? 20, 92 yard touchdown. 24 to no, 22? 24 to yeah. 22. Yeah. yeah. October 2019. Yeah. I mean, that may have been the sh- most shocking loss in the last, I don't know, I was, I mean, long there, time. There was some decade. There were some problems going on. And Darnold played really well in that. Yeah, and, and more athletic. He wasn't supposed to, though. He wasn't supposed. He came but up he did. the first game back. It was because of the Cowboys. Defense. I'll say this about of, Darnold. And, 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 and I know what you're going to say. He's athletic. We haven't even talked about this kid. Um, I saw him play at AT&T Stadium when he was at USC. He got killed in that game. Who did he play? Who did he play? I'm not going to say. Why would I be there if it wasn't them? But <laughs> Auburn. Uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be. You. He I thought it was going to be House. Got so was, killed in that game. He got sacked a million times. Kept getting up. Kept making throws. That is a tough kid. 
And these people who doubt him, when he gets the rest of it put together in his head, the toughness is off the charts. So he'll stand in there against whatever the Cowboys bring. I think he gets criticized as much in Charlotte as he does in th- with the J- when he was with the Jets. No, he's he he's loving life. A little bit of a different market. He's loving. It. He's playing well. Well, he's playing well, and he's an like I said, and he's he an has, athletic quarterback. He's got he's got more rushing touchdowns this year than than he's ever had in his whole career combined. He's and it would running. be unfair not to give him credit for what he's doing to just say the pieces around him are better. But I think that in this league, you need more than just a quarterback, even though the quarterback's the most important position, obviously, like by most people's estimation. But I think he's given a chance now. Yeah, he's no Dak Prescott. He's not surrounded but, by dysfunction anymore. All right, two questions, and then we got to go. Real quick answers. Did you guys hear that Brady's going back to Foxborough this know. weekend? Have you guys I've noticed? Heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. Oh my Ooh. gosh! Who's Who going back? They're calling it. Where's the, he going? They're calling it the game of the decade. We have Do lost you know control. That NBC is doing some like uh, they're doing a Today Show and their nightly news from there. Oh my gosh! What 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 is with coverage anyway? Don't get me started. Uh, secondly, Mr. Hype, is there a chance that Urban Meyer in Jacksonville gets a win tonight, or are they going to lose all seventeen? Nah, they're going to lose they're, all seventeen. They're going to Cincinnati. No, I think they're going to win like one. They're losing to Cincinnati. Do you think be, they're losing to Cincinnati? Losing yeah. to Cincinnati. Is this one they could win? Yeah, this is one they could win. They're losing Thank to you. Cincinnati. They, they probably will, but I mean, usually after three games, I mean, you kind of figure that damn it out. receiver of LSU that was dropping all those balls in the preseason. He can play. He's a bad boy. He can play. <laughs> Is he, he's not pure as mother's milk. And, and I'm, <laughs> four touchdowns. I no, mean, we all can... said no to that quote. We all sold it. And by the way, speaking of LSU receivers, Cowboys fans worry about Terrace Marshall, who is the Panthers' third wide receiver. And when you watch him play, ask yourself, does he look like Michael Irvin? In a Panthers uniform, what an athlete! Yeah. If he becomes a factor, uh, with with DJ Moore being shut down a bit by Diggs, that that guy can play. He's going to break out one of these weeks. You'll see. All right, hey, you guys, thanks for letting me talk Cowboys with you for an hour. Uh, enjoy awesome. the game. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you again soon. Let's go watch it's that impressive. game and see if Urban Meyer can win one. Are we watching that game? I'm going to watch okay. the game. Everybody have a good night. We'll talk <laughs> to you next week. Is this the media this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?